0: Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm
1: Natalie P.
0: Today we're talking.
1: The opposite of the South Pole, it's the North Pole.
0: All the way up there. Right. On the top of the Earth.
1: Huh? Think about it. It's like all the fuck the way up there. It's the opposite of the South Pole. What if they made a middle pole?
0: That's the equator.
1: Yeah, but it would have to go all the way around, like a fence. It does. Like a fence. It's it has just, to be it's, visible.
0: It's a. I think they have a line in England for the Prime Meridian
1: that's not the equator though
0: no that's just where time is zero
1: Hmm. What do you think about that <laughs> time equals zero <laughs> that
0: sounds pretty esoteric I think it's just <laughs> unfortunately I think it's just a time zone thing
1: <laughs> it's just where midnight starts
0: <laughs> where were you when midnight started <laughs> Natalie, I mean, I think I know what the North Pole is, but why don't you tell me what is the North Pole?
1: (sighs) The North Pole, also known as the Geographic North Pole or the Terrestrial North Pole, is the point... In the northern hemisphere, where the Earth's axis of rotation meets its surface, it is called the true north pole to distinguish from the magnetic north pole.
0: And the magnetic north pole is just for compass, right? Right, right. And that's in a different spot. Right. They keep saying that the magnetic poles are going to flip and that it's going to ruin everything. I'm They've not been s- talking
1: about that for a long time.
0: I'm not so sure. I'm not sold. I think it. I think it's possible that it would flip, but I don't think it would ruin that much. It would just ruin birds. They would adapt. They can just fly. <laughs> they can fly the other way.
1: When you get the spins, a minute like, Oof. I think my poles just flipped.
0: Yeah, well, I get the fucking spins, and I brown out a little bit if I stand up too fast before I had enough coffee in the morning. who gives so. a shit?
1: Go ahead and flip poles. <laughs> Do you remember like oh man I don't remember what it was it w- it was like a, like old days of the internet when there was like like the flavor of the month in terms of like everyone being convinced that doom was coming at a particular time
0: Yeah right Yeah
1: I think this was this was may have this may have been before 911 but I remember when the big thing where everyone was like, oh, it's this date, the pole shift.
0: <laughs> oh, did they name a date?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I remember I was like always like checking up on the news on the pole shift. <laughs> like, what's going to happen with the pole shift? What's going to happen with the pole shift? There's always someone saying how something's going to happen soon and then it and then doesn't happen. But I always like keeping track of it until until it's over because it's interesting seeing how how it shakes out every time
0: yeah and uh, one day somebody's gonna be right somebody is <laughs> either through knowledge or luck gonna be like hey watch out <laughs> right and something's right. gonna happen and then finally somebody can get the big told you so right that is really when you think about it other than making plastic and burying it back under the surface of the earth Told you so is pretty much the main thing humans make.
1: Right, right. I do like a good told you so.
0: (laughs) I have found in my life that it is supremely unsatisfying. I have, I don't want to brag, but I have set myself free of the bondage of told you so. Right. (laughs) I gain no pleasure from telling you ahead of time that you're going to hurt yourself and then watching as you do it, It doesn't it does not make me happy to watch somebody <laughs> do something uh, painful or harmful that I have advised them against.
1: It's like I don't get pleasure in the misfortune of others, but I am satisfied in my ability to recognize threats like I, I don't like seeing things as threats if they're not right. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, pattern so, matching. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm interested in the pattern. Ma- like, I get the satisfaction of, like, fitting the right peg in the right hole and being, eh, there you go. I told you it was a square hole. That's why I put the square peg in it. <laughs> 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 That's what I've been to. Like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't, want to, I don't want to be like, ah, I told you, you dumb shit. But I do like being like, ah, oh, called it.
0: <laughs> My May- powers
1: of perception are phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it makes you feel like you're not having incorrect thoughts. I could right. I could see that.
1: I don't like feeling like I'm paranoid.
0: No, no. And yet, you know, I wouldn't describe myself as overly cautious. And I wouldn't describe myself as conservative. But uh, I do things that I know are infuriating to other people because I am just simply going to be careful about it. <laughs> right. Like, I drive. I drive slow. Right. I'm just going to... Put that out there. If you just, if you just honestly say, I just, I drive slow. Mm -hmm. I don't sit at stoplights. I don't block anybody out. I'm always very cordial. I let people go. I always, well, actually, yes, when the light turns green, I'll wait a second and I'll look. Because sometimes, like, some pickup will blow through it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But I drive slow. And I wish I could say that... It is some carefully constructed idea in that I I have Malcolm Gladwell level. No, I I have correct stats, not incorrect, poorly collected statistics and inferences (laughs) that lead to an an incorrect conclusion like Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, (laughs) But moreover, as a a set of statistics and uh, and collections of data that prove that I am like X percent better at living my life because I drive slow. I just like it. Right. I like it more. I'm not in a hurry. Where do I have to go? It's, I don't have anywhere to go. It's smoother and it's more fun. Mm-hmm. And also, it's chill and it makes you feel good. And then when people are whipping around you, you're like, where are you going?
1: <laughs> What's the rush, buddy? Like I, I enjoy like cruising around, listen to some tunes, have a frosty Diet Coke. And like there's no reason to rush that. That's pure pleasure, baby. It's, I mean, that's half the fun of going out.
0: I mean, if you're forced to get out and toot around in your car and just burn gas or burn battery and then refuel using coal power, right? whatever poison you pick to put in your car, why not do it in a way that just feels a little more like uh, some slow rap and a little bit less like Raymond Scott powerhouse?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Just bad, you can just be cool, man. Like, I feel like people just like just just be cool, man. You
0: know what it is, Natalie? Driving slow is the worm, (laughs) 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 yeah, right, right. And uh, you know what driving fast is. Driving Fast is Yakety Sax from Benny Hill.
1: Right, right. You know what song? I always I always associate driving slow with Boris. Like, that's yeah. my song to drive slow to.
0: By the Melvins, uh-huh. creators of our theme song. Right. The song you hear at the beginning and end of every Garbage Brain episode is Electric Flower from the Melvins. Right, right.
1: But my favorite Melvin song is Boris.
0: Absolutely.
1: We couldn't use that for the theme song because we wouldn't. It would take too long.
0: <laughs> you guys wouldn't sit through it. <laughs> And that's also, that's, I mean, I quite like that song, and that is something where, that's one of those songs where if you put it on, and it's it such just a mood, goes, you are not going to turn it off, you're just going to let it go until it's done. Right. You're going to listen to the whole thing, and it's like nine and a half minutes long. Right
1: now, it's fucking, it's the dopest shit that's ever, ever been. If you have never heard Boris by the Melvins, it's like, it's very much a classic and it's like it is a classic in a way that it has influenced other stuff since since it came out. Like just the song itself. Yeah. It is. It is a. It is a work of art. It is absolutely top one of my top three favorite songs of all time. The fucking tits. What I wish everything sounded like. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of the North Pole, you <laughs> probably, probably get down with some really slow stoner metal at the North Pole. I'm sure. Like it seems like that's good music for like desolate desolation like the bong priest like traversing the frozen wasteland to deliver the 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 treasure box of hash to the the new cannabis king
0: i was gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say santa claus
1: (laughs) yeah or santa claus same difference Uh,
0: sleep should make an album called ice smoker (laughs)
1: Right, just like this, this, this sequel. This only now we're in the snow. <laughs> um, so, okay, so the North Pole is the northernmost point on Earth. So we discussed that already a little bit. It is diametrically opposite to the South Pole, as one would imagine it defines the geodetic latitude of 90 degrees north as well as the direction of true north and if you're at the north pole all directions point south and all lines of longitude converge there that's a a trip ain't it
0: yeah well the thing is on a standard map you look at a standard map where they have the earth flattened out or you go even on google maps the whole top of the map is all the North Pole. That is all a single point.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's You don't really realize how it's all stretched out, too. Like, it's all, like, distorted in order to have it lay flat like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it makes Greenland look a lot bigger than it is. Mm-hmm. It makes Antarctica look like it's a sprawling monstrosity that takes up the bottom half of the Earth.
1: Right, right, right. Um, so the nearest land to the North Pole is an uh, area called... Cafe Clubben Island, which is off the northern coast of Greenland, and then there, the the closest permanently inhabited place is uh, Alert which is in Nunavut, Canada, Uh and that is 500 miles from the pole. And so that is the closest place where people are to
0: the pole. That is closer than I would think. I didn't realize that there were settlements that close to the North Pole because I think people are way further away from Antarctica.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because it's, like, not attached by land. Like, it's conceivable that, like, people would have, like, migrated up that far on their own, like, on foot. But going down to Antarctica is, like, different...
0: Oh, there's no land. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's no land. And like the Inuit and stuff, there were people living pretty far north a very long time ago.
1: Right, right, right. None of it is crazy. Like I like looking at none of it and seeing what's popping there. Like that, they they they're having different times up there.
0: I wish there was anything. Anything to do up there. I right? wish there was just anything up there because it looks so interesting to go and see. But I can I could not possibly justify burning thousands of dollars to go up there and be like, yeah, man, their stop signs different. Yeah.
1: Right. All these buildings all look like they're made out of corrugated metal. That's different.
0: I like how there's one road. <laughs>
1: Everyone lives in the same building. Or is that Alaska? Some of those places really, really far north. It's like everybody in town lives in the same building.
0: Oh yeah. You I mean anywhere Arctic, I mean people just kind of live in in the same in the same building a lot because uh so I was looking a while ago at uh someplace in the far north of Norway. I think it was Svalbard. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not quite at the North Pole it's like 80 something degrees up which yeah. is uh, what eight ninths of the way up
1: right close enough
0: and uh, all the places you could all the places you could live were just in like one of three buildings right because I mean you'd imagine they just heat the inside of the building because yeah. you couldn't have you couldn't do what we do here and I mean it gets cold in the winter in Ohio. But, I mean, it's still relatively okay to, like, heat your own house and just insulate the outside of your house. Right.
1: And I imagine like having everyone in the same building is easier to heat just one building. And also, if there's ever any like power outages or anything, it's if, if when they go in to fix it, then everyone just happens at the same time. Like there's no no one's gonna be waiting any longer than anybody else. It's not gonna be a drawn out procedure. You just you just reestablish a connection to that one location.
0: Oh Cause, yeah. Because you-
1: if if the shit hit the fan, everyone would die there immediately. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you guys just stay in your one building where you all live until the power comes back on. You don't need to do anything. You don't right, need to go right. wander around down the one street. Right. <laughs> that's what, that's the first, I I can't help it. That's my first, that's what my idiot brain tells me to do. The power goes out, and my first thing I'll do is I'll sit there. I'll sit there for a minute, and it'll sometimes just come right back on. Mm-hmm. And we live in a neighborhood that has just like a ton of overgrown trees they're not taken care of. The electrical lines are real shitty. They're all strung above ground. Like just planning poor infrastructure. The story of America. Right, right. right. And what I do if uh, the power doesn't come back on within maybe two minutes is I go walk out the front door. And I just stand there looking out the front door with my hands on my hips. Sometimes I walk all the way down the driveway out into the street and kind of look around.
1: Make sure no one has lights on in their house.
0: Yeah, yeah. No,
1: you don't Someti- have no lights on. Well, yeah. You have yeah. any lights on.
0: Well, there's that, and then also, if you do that, sometimes when you do that, there'll be somebody else on the street that they'll be wandering around in their house.
1: And you'll be like, hey, it's your power out.
0: <laughs> Is that what you say? Yeah. Because I'm like, power's out. I just go ahead and tell them, like, my power's out, bro.
1: Right. <laughs> your power out.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Everyone's power's out.
0: Yep. And then you're like, fucking electric company, they, man. They go
1: in and turn it, and you go... Get on the website, you say, Oh, my power's out, and they're like, We have estimated return of your power for 17 hours from now.
0: Yeah. Uh- I need that stuff. Right. I need that for all my stuff and my blender.
1: I'm addicted to electricity.
0: I think we are. I got to keep my cold stuff cold. I got to keep my hot stuff hot. I got to keep the air moving. What am I supposed to do? I'm gonna go get one of those big uh folding fans and fan myself like I'm on the porch of a plantation house.
1: <laughs> I'm supposed to masturbate with my hand like a peon. <laughs> <laughs> like a common folk (laughs) this is
0: 2021 this is ridiculous jesus christ y'all got us hooked on the power bring it back
1: (laughs) no we can't we can't have this my fucking phone's dying my ipad's dying my computer's dying i haven't nutted in 45 minutes (laughs) 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 bring back the electricity my good bitch But they, I always, always like it. You know, my favorite part about my favorite part about losing electricity is when <laughs> they always give you an estimate that is like tomorrow. Yeah. Because they always want you to be impressed with how fast it was. Like, oh, they said th- they said it wasn't going to be till four o'clock in the morning tomorrow, but it's like eight o'clock and the power's back on. Sure. So, it so it's like it's like they they lie to you in order to imp- so you get a better perception of them.
0: Yeah, they really put their backs into it.
1: Right, right. They
0: got us back up and running.
1: I've never seen them take as long as they claim that it's going to take, and I think that is by design.
0: Well, maybe, or maybe, I mean...
1: Do you really think that they're doing a fucking amazing, absolutely knock-it-out-of-the-park amazing job every single time?
0: No, I think they're just, I think they might be doing it for us, because they know, they have the charts, they know how much of this stuff... We use. They're like they have like four computers. They keep on all the time. (laughs) They're doing something over there, man. This poor
1: man can't use his synthesizer. (laughs) He has to use a regular dumb piano, like a like a fucking simpleton.
0: (laughs) Well, if you if you work for American Electric Power and you've restored our power early due to wanting us to make more stuff on our computer, shout out in the Discord. (laughs) And if you're not a member of the Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity, I'm sorry it doesn't have such an arcane setup as having electrical lines that are already there, but somehow I can switch the company that gives me the power and I don't know, and then I get different power from my neighbor. How does that work? We're obviously connected to the same telephone pole. Right. You're doing something funky here, man, but thank you for fixing my power six hours early. <laughs>
1: Um, so who invented the North Pole? Santa. <sighs> Probably magnets, right? Maybe because up there.
0: So the North Pole is basically like just the geometric spot on the sphere. I mean, I know you explained, you literally said this, but it's just like, if you were to imagine a teacher drawing a sphere rotating, they would draw a stick going vertically through it. And that is like the axis that it spins on. Right, right but that's the the earth moves it has precession, right like it wobbles so it doesn't actually move around that point we just must have arbitrarily decided at some point like look it is gonna move but we can't have every spot on the we have to be able to nail down every spot on the on the globe we have to be able to do graph paper and say you're at this number that's where you are Mm -hmm. right so they just assigned it just like the kilogram right the measure of a kilogram is the weight of a piece of metal they have like in france and if you want to know how much a kilogram is you weigh it right (laughs) they literally they just said look here it is they just said straight up Look, there's no other way we can do this. This from the, right here, this is a kilogram. Officially. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, that kilogram, listen, if it oscillates this many times, that's a second. <laughs> so, like, they cu- they based everything, they based everything... Like off of these arbitrary things that they made up, but somebody just had to, somebody had to put their foot down and just say, "Look, here's Let's the stop first. Stop fucking around. Here's the first number. <laughs> right. Here's the first number. Right. So,
1: um, the South Pole is actually on a continental landmass, except it's like not that big, right? And it's like inconvenient. The North Pole is technically in the ocean. Okay. And the water is almost permanently covered with ice and the depth of the sea at the North Pole is about 4,261 miles did you
0: know that it's it can't be 4,000 miles is it 4,000 meters meters
1: (laughs) it's 4,000 miles oh that
0: took me a second I was like I was like shit there is something down there
1: (laughs) that's definitely where the aliens live (laughs) this world is like a donut (laughs) think about that one but I mean it,
0: I mean if it was miles then it's yeah definitely but I mean uh the deepest hole ever we the deepest hole we ever drilled was like seven miles deep right right but we and then like didn't James Cameron from Avatar didn't he go down in the Marianas trench didn't he go down looking around for some stuff in the ocean
1: uh I, I think so he probably should have stayed down there long enough to see some aliens
0: maybe maybe he did. Mm. Maybe that's where he got the idea for Avatar.
1: Maybe that's where he got the idea for Titanic. Maybe they didn't actually hit an iceberg; they hit a spaceship.
0: Whoa! Well, oh. Maybe <laughs> that's maybe that's why they didn't see it. Right? Because the alien shit is all like fifth dimensional. Right. It's all like extra dimensional. What if it was
1: an interdimensional iceberg?
0: See. That's also a possibility. You have areas such as Bermuda Triangle or Michigan Triangle Uh where you have mysteries. Right. And it could be geomagnetic and it could affect the other dimensions. It would be entirely possible for James Cameron and the Titanic to run directly into the fifth dimension. (laughs) And then there was an iceberg there because it's like a different point in time.
1: Right. (sighs) Think about it. Sometimes sometimes the, the veil between here and there is rather thin and then an iceberg gets through and then we're fucked.
0: <laughs> sometimes the veil is only 4,200 miles wide.
1: <laughs> it's a fucking wide veil. <laughs>
0: You know, something that has been really confusing for me is that the TV company, I don't know anything about how TV works, and I don't, I'm not particularly interested in how TV shows get made, if I can be totally honest. It seems uh, a labyrinthine, yet boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they changed 20th Century Fox, when they changed that to 20th Television, that was incredibly confusing for me. (laughs) Like I've se- I've seen it, I I've seen it fifteen or twenty times. But every time I'm like, that- I could swear they changed it. I was going like full Mandela on it. I was becoming one of those psychos. That's like, did you know that Payday Bar used to be called Big Money? <laughs> I was I was gonna have a meeting in a hotel lobby about it with some other freaks. <laughs>
1: Right. Oh man, I want to go. I want to go to some freaky lobby hotel lobby convention situations. There, ha- I mean, there has to be some alien ones happening soon.
0: I miss all the fringe. I just really miss it. You see some stuff there. You meet some people. You're not gonna see them anywhere else. It used to be when I was a kid, I would go to shows, and I would go to the mall and stuff. And those are two things I don't do anymore. But part of the of the point of going there is it was a state fair type experience because I would always see people at shows and I would see people at the mall and I would just never see them in any other place. Mm -hmm. Never see them in any other place. Not in Walmart, not walking down the street. Right,
1: right, right.
0: You got to hit the fringe. When that stuff starts coming back, I'm down. I'm going. I'm going Mothman.
1: I'm going to Mothman. We go to some alien conventions. I go to Bigfoot convention. I want to go to. I'll, I'll fucking go anywhere, man. If it's weird and it's gonna be full of weirdos, I'm there, man. I'm here to just check out the weirdos. I I really love. I went to the witch the witch convention that one time.
0: That was awesome. I uh, love that.
1: Uh, we went to the pen convention. Went to that one a couple times, didn't we? Went to the coin convention.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wanted to go to the B convention, but I don't think that ever came to town.
0: One time we were going to one convention and then it was like in the same building down the hall they were having a Precious Gem convention. Do you remember this? And yeah. we like kind of walked around. Right. It's just you go and you you go into this whole other world of people who were all doing like there's definitely a top 10 list of like what each individual person is doing like Probably the most popular person there that's doing something is, is you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's, like, certain ideas that people have that intersect with precious gems. But they're all there doing slightly different stuff.
1: Right, right. I love that shit. Everyone gets hung up on, like, Comic-Con and stuff like that. But there's, like, so many better conventions than that.
0: I would never... I
1: would never in a million years go to Comic-Con. But I, I would, would fucking absolutely go to Weirdo-Con every time. Fountain Pen Con is my favorite.
0: There's something and Incri- and I I don't want to sound ungrateful because I mean we've worked in comics before and it is awesome to have people read your work but
1: it's like too close quarters <laughs> too too many people no thank you
0: it is just hard for me to have any kind of discussion about comics And about stuff that's comics adjacent without either being like, yeah, I like that. Or, yeah, I'm not into that. And I actually, I don't like that many comics. A lot of the comics that I like and I've been influenced by are like old comics. And uh, I really liked going to the witch convention. Because you would go and you would talk to people and you would have small talk with them which is something you cannot do at a comic convention. Like everybody has a sign around their neck that has a, a red no symbol and it says, no small talk. <laughs> like you're not allowed to do it. It's it's okay, it's just a different thing. But the witch convention, you're like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, blessed day to you. And I'm like, all right, here we Mary go. Mary met. <laughs> Damn, what's up? So what do you got here? Are these purses made of crystals? These are my crystal purses. And they're like, these convey an energy not present in your realm. And I'm like, I need to know more.
1: Right. I need to get this crystal purse.
0: I am not going to buy the $170 crystal purse, but I want to hear what you fucking have to say about it.
1: I want to look at all the crystals. I want to look at your little thing
0: full of herbs. Also, there was a Jamaican wizard... At the one, and he was selling stash boxes. And Natalie walked up to the table, and the guy was really charismatic, right? So, I mean, maybe he said this to other people, but Natalie walked up to the stash box table, and she kind of looked at it, and she immediately opened the stash box, and his head whipped around. He's like, you immediately knew how to open that.
1: I was like, I was born to open stash boxes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This is not my first time at the rodeo. <laughs> so you
0: bought you bought uh, the wizards.
1: I bought the wizards. The wizards' stash, mystical stash, box. stash box. I did, of course, of <laughs> course. It's like the it's like the uh, lament configuration of stash boxes. It's like all it's like all this like wood and there's like all these like slidey panels and stuff that you're supposed to like and then it unlocks the box. <laughs> I, I just picked it up. I was like I see what's going on here. I've seen, yeah, you I've, move, seen, I've seen Hellraiser enough times I like get this thing open you,
0: you move your thumb in a circle It wants you to open it You slide the the wood things to the side and Instead of pinhead uh, sherb head comes out Right
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right <laughs> Instead of Instead of uh, The chatterer It's L.A. donkey kush <laughs> Uh, so, um, okay, so who invented the North Pole? We were talking about that. Uh, in the 16th century, there were a lot of, like, smarty-pants guys who were like, you know what, I think that the North Pole is in the ocean up there. They knew it was in the sea, and back then they would call that area Polynia or the open polar sea. Did you
0: know that? No, so they just assumed that it was ocean up there.
1: Right, right. There was a U.S. attempt to reach the pole. Which did not end well. It ended in disaster. That's all my notes say. It was ended in disaster. So you fill in the blanks. There was a sea monster. Or, like, they got in a fistfight like, halfway and they just, like, kill each other. Or maybe a bear got them.
0: Maybe somebody spilled the beans.
1: <laughs> Why'd you spill the beans? Right. <laughs> there was another British attempt where they made it to 83 degrees uh, before they turned back. And... Then another U.S. attempt that ended in disaster when their ship was crushed with ice and killed almost everybody on the boat. So,
0: so it's super dangerous yeah, to go there.
1: Yeah. Um. In 1897, there was a Swedish guy who tried to get there in a hydrogen balloon, but they ended up not making it, and they ended up dying where their balloon crashed. Three months after the balloon crashed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Three months after the balloon crashed, it sounds like it may have been unrelated.
1: Um, they, their their balloon came down in a uh, area of northeastern Svalbard. Yeah. And so they trekked to an area that had a population after the crash, and then they died there after they got there.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So, like, maybe
0: they were injured. Yeah, they
1: were injured, or maybe they got sick, or who knows. So they have no. We're still talking about the 1800. 1800- no one made it up there in the 1800s. Um, there is a U.S. Navy engineer named Robert Peary who tried to get to the pole in 1909. Um, he said he made it, but no one believes him.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, because everyone who went with them were people who were not trained in navigation, so they would have had no way to verify that he had made it up there. And the navigation also would have been very sloppy. Yeah. So, the first person or people who actually made it over the North Pole was in 1926. They did it in an airplane. It was a guy named Richard Byrd and Floyd Bennett and they were people in the US Navy. And it was verified by the National Geographic Society. Although in 1996 they found his they found Byrd's sextant data which Implied that they missed it by a hundred miles.
0: Oh wow! So okay. it might,
1: that it might not have even made it then. Anyways, it's a pain in the ass to get up there, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to go up there. No one ever made it. No. <laughs> the first consistent, verified, and scientifically convincing attainment of the North Pole was on the twelfth of May, nineteen twenty-six, by a Norwegian guy named Roald Amundsen and his sponsor who was an american named lincoln ellsworth and they took an airship there and there was a bunch of scientists and crew and they flew it over and the airship crashed on its way back and half of the people died but they did make it that time
0: they made it they just flew over the pole Mm -hmm. in Uh. an airship so like Hindenburg style. Yeah. Okay. In
1: 1937, they made or they created the first North Pole ice station, which was established by the Soviets, about 13 miles from the North Pole. And so they set up that area to do scientific research and all of that shit. So they were picked up by icebreakers because their station drifted 2,000. 850 kilometers and almost <laughs> ran into Greenland. <laughs> so they broke off. So they
0: parked by the North Pole, and then they just slowly drifted back to Greenland.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> would you ever go to North Pole? I wouldn't. There's nothing up there. There's
0: nothing there. There's nothing there. You couldn't the like, furthest... no even, like, there's the
1: animals to look at.
0: What's the furthest north you would go and where?
1: Um... I would really like to go to Newfoundland. I would like to go to St. John's. I would like to go to Iceland.
0: I think Iceland's going to be my limit. uh, Iceland is just below the Arctic Circle, which is 66 degrees north.
1: I would would actually quite like to go to Iceland. Yeah, I I think that's where I would. I
0: would not want to go to like...
1: There's stuff in Iceland, though.
0: Northern Norway, Sweden, Finland. I don't think there's enough there. There's like camping and stuff, but I can do that here and I don't want to.
1: Right, right. I'm not a big camper. Like I don't like. You know what I don't like about camping is all the bugs. The bugs really harsh my mellow. And I and I understand that it's like they're important for the ecosystem and like the food chain and shit. But I just I don't fucking hate them. I hate all of them.
0: <laughs> well, I think also in those far north places, like I had a buddy who went up to Alaska. Well, I've I've known multiple people who went to Alaska. Uh, apparently, as soon as it starts to get warm up there everything just turns to mud because you know the ground is frozen for so mm-hmm. for so much of the year that in you know may june whenever uh, it just turns to mud and there are just these bugs everywhere flying bugs i don't know off the top of my head what kind of bugs some kind of flies mayflies or something maybe but the air is just thick with them you drive your car and they they're just everywhere. It seems uh, like summer there is worse than the winter.
1: Right, right.
0: If you want to go there, then you just go when it's cold and the ground's frozen so you could drive around
1: and you right. can walk
0: around and you, there's no bugs. You
1: don't get eaten alive by mosquitoes. Right. Absolutely freaking. Ins- I've seen like mosquito pictures up there that were absolutely horrifying to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just disgusting, disgusting. And on, on the other hand, I think you could go to Iceland. Iceland seems really nice year-round. I mean, it's isolated. Uh Uh, So they probably got a microclimate, and their fauna is probably different. I've heard that it's nice during the summer. I had a buddy who made the great decision to go there in, I think, January or February. (laughs) And uh, could not do anything because it was dark most of the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, he could have done stuff, except he was like, I don't want to go out in the dark. Because people in Iceland still go out when it's dark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh I guess that's true. Oh wow. I guess I just uh, Hmm. hm, that puts a new perspective on things.
1: <laughs> You're very sweet that you just went ahead on what he what his explanation was. I'm like why well, well, just people in Iceland don't just stay home the whole time it's dark. They have to, they still yeah. have to go to work and go to the grocery store and shit.
0: Yeah, they're not just doing higgy.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Drinking tea with both their hands on the cup like a stock image of a girl who's who's in the morning.
1: Right. <laughs> doing higgy <laughs> Uh, in April of 1987, a guy named Shinji Kazama, who was from Japan, was the first person to reach the North Pole on a motorcycle. I'm not sure how he did that. I don't,
0: I don't know how he did that either. In April, to boot, like, you would think the ice would have started to melt a little by right, April.
1: Right, right, He was, uh, he went so fast, he just, like, ramped it. <laughs> um in 1985 sir edmund hillary and neil armstrong landed on the north pole on an airplane together man i didn't know he was still alive in 1985
0: which one sir edmund hillary or neil armstrong
1: sir edmund hillary he seems like an old-timey person and for some reason like my brain tells me that he died like On a polar expedition like in the 1920s. But I think I'm thinking of someone else. Uh,
0: Yeah, Sir Edmund Hillary was funny because uh, Tenzing Norgay was his Nepalese Sherpa. And he basically held Sir Edmund Hillary's hand and was like, come on, we're walking up Mount Everest. (laughs) And he got up there, and then he is like, "I, Sir Edmund Hillary, the first man to walk up Mount Everest, and the Sherpa was like, "Okay, bro. Did,
1: did he die doing something though?
0: Did he die do- We all die doing something.
1: I thought he died on a mountain or something. my oh, fucking crazy. Oh, he's an old bitch. He died at night. okay, how did he die? Not did he die on a mountain? He I died of heart failure in New Zealand. Who am I thinking of who died on the mountain? And he's still frozen on the mountain? I thought that was him. <laughs>
0: There's some other guy called Green Boots.
1: Not Green Boots. There's some other guy who is like in the old days, like in the in the old days on Mount Everest or something.
0: Are you thinking of Jack Torrance and the Shining?
1: I don't fucking know what I'm thinking the fucking the fucking shit that drives men to the far corners of the earth, where there is fucking nothing but bitterness and coldness and bleakness, like that is like not uh not something I I find within myself, and so I will be extremely real with you. When the dudes have their pissing contests about who's going to get up the hill the fastest, I'm like completely uninterested.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem that interesting. Like, my main reason for wanting to go to Iceland is because the city is cool, and I just want to go walk around the city, and I want to eat some Icelandic food.
1: Right. That's, like, totally different than being like, I'm going to go up to Ice Mountain where it's fucking nothing, and I need to bring oxygen because there's not even any air for me to breathe. I'm going to go hang out there.
0: Here's what I want to do when we go to Iceland. Here's my agenda. Number one, I want to see the volcano because he's spitting off. Number two, I want to go... And check out just one of those hills where it's just like moss, and you just look around; and it's all moss and it's all foggy. I want to see that. And uh, and yeah, the no, that's it. Cause so I was gonna say the horses, but those are in Shetland, which is in far north Scotland, but which uh, has. Uh, has a geography that looks similar to Iceland.
1: If I ever went to Iceland, I would just go to Europe, and then I, I I hate airplanes so much so if I ever go to Iceland, then I'm gonna make it a fucking go, and I'm just gonna go to Europe. I'm gonna spend a bunch of time. I'm gonna go all the places in Europe because I'm not fucking getting on an airplane again. <laughs> it's gonna have to be like a like a fucking six month tour. Peace out, guys. I'll be back. I have to just check this Europe shit out once, and I'm gonna I'll be back. <laughs>
0: I'm going to come and check this shit out, and then I'm going to go back home.
1: Right, never coming back ever again.
0: And if I get sick over here, oh, well, you'll have to fix me.
1: (laughs) So, um, what's the story with daytime and nighttime in the North Pole? Do
0: you know? It's all the way on top so i'd imagine you'd have a period of all sun and then you'd have a period of all dark it
1: is yeah it's either off or on baby um in the summer oh, is it? it in the summer it is on all the time in the winter time it is off all the time sun sunrise in the north pole is just before the march equinox um and between it takes three months for it to get to noon and then another three months to to sink right and then from september until then the march again
0: it is dark i did I guess I never thought about that. I thought it'd be a little bit. I thought they'd have a little wiggle room in the middle seasons.
1: But. No, it's on or off. The twilight period in between is like extended, obviously, because because it just has that one day all year, yeah. right? Yeah. And so twilight lasts for about two weeks. That's for the civil twilight. Nautical twilight up there lasts for about five weeks. So it even like it'll stay like at the halfway point for a little bit.
0: So okay. It'd be good for taking pictures though. Sure. Instead of a golden hour, you'd get like a golden month. <laughs> so it is the South Pole like that too? I would imagine so. Uh huh. I never thought about that.
1: It's the same, only there's a six month time difference between the two of them. And so <laughs> when it's daytime in one of them is nighttime in the other. So being I May, would... it is daytime in the North Pole right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would be very tempted if I was up there. I'd be very tempted to get on the satellite phone and call McMurdo Station in Antarctica and be like, hey. They'd be like, who is this? I'd be like, it's,
1: uh. It's your mother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I'm joking. It's not your mom. It's me. Um, I'm at the North Pole. What time is it down there? And they'd be like, "Ah, man, it's a long story. And I'd be like, I know I'm at the North Pole. And I don't know what time it is. Uh. It's day here. It's a day there. They'd be like, no, man, it's night here. It's going to it's like night all day. It's a, the whole situation. I'd be like, I feel you because I'm at the North Pole.
1: Right. Right. I seem to recall in the thing it was nighttime the whole time, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Remember when the dog came out right at the beginning? Yeah. Was that was daytime? that was during the daytime.
1: Maybe that was at the last the last minute before it got dark.
0: Yeah, maybe it took a while for the whole thing situation to develop. Right.
1: (laughs) So, basically, on the North Pole and the South Pole, time, like, doesn't really mean anything. The sun rises and sets only once a year, and all lines of longitude converge at a single point. And so there is no time there in the like broken down the way we have it
0: so what what do you measure with do you just go off greenwich whatever you want yeah oh whatever you want
1: yeah you use whatever time zone is most convenient for you i mean that's all right like that's kind of how i do it here but i don't have to go up to the north pole to do it
0: maybe that's why men go to the ends of the earth to break the bonds of time
1: right they're like oh this time shit sucks man i don't want to fucking deal with it anymore man i'm and gonna they're... go to the north pole where there's like nothing and no one and nobody
0: and their shortwave radio crackles and they're like it's 7 30 where's the report <laughs> when that's... are the
1: supplies arriving
0: That's always the thing. You got to measure shit. You got to beep them on the radio. You got to report back. It's just... They, you can't just go to the North Pole and be at peace.
1: What if it melts a little bit and un- unleashes some kind of bacteria that mankind has not seen since, like, prehistoric times? And it turns you into, like, a horrible zombie guy, and then you eat yourself. And no one's there to help you.
0: Well, it would be a novel way to incur the inevitable, wouldn't it? <laughs> right, right. Boy, you really, you would get some real dopamine novelty out of that for a... <laughs>
1: be fucking as shit wouldn't it
0: (laughs) i have never had a mind-changing bacteria make me decide to eat myself
1: (laughs) the weather up there sucks did you know that it's cold as fuck the highest temperature in the north pole is in july and it's usually around 32 degrees um in the winter time it is negative 45 degrees there it is the tundra
0: has a tundra climate yeah well i mean that is that is similar to like northern russia or something but there are places in russia that get down to like minus 70 or 80 degrees right like oymyakon
1: isn't it isn't, isn't tundra like that you can't have trees there
0: well it's it's permafrost yeah there's uh above a certain latitude you do not get trees like if you go up all the way in in the top of russia or norway or whatever you just don't see trees right
1: so 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 people who lived up there that's, that's why they have they would have like igloos Did They those. that's why all those buildings are always made out of metal up there
0: oh yeah i mean they got to truck stuff in so they're just gonna they're gonna truck that kind of stuff in plus i bet the winds are ferocious up oh, there because sure. you don't have any trees mm-hmm. to break the wind
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: cold as a bitch what up north
1: yeah Fucking North Pole, that's colder than, that's colder than
0: shit. <laughs> Plus, you get that sea effect. It's like the lake effect, but it's bigger and saltier. Right.
1: wetter. <laughs> the wet effect. It makes it wet and cold. It's sucky. <laughs> Did you know the animals live up there? Which ones? Polar bears and... Um, polar bears, birds, fish, snow buntings, northern fulmar... Black-legged kittywake uh, fish, obviously, and probably aliens, and um, shrimps and amphipods, and there's no penguins. Yeah, but there's probably aliens. Seals, they got seals up there.
0: So, we've traveled to the South Pole, and we actually did an episode on Antarctica, uh, maybe about a year ago. And Antarctica is thick ice. It doesn't seem like it's gonna melt. I don't wanna curse it, but it doesn't seem like it's gonna melt all the way. It seems like that is basically the place where the ice is gonna stay. But under Antarctica, there's land. Mm-hmm. There's a chunk of rock there that is above sea level. So there would be land if there was no ice in Antarctica. Uh-huh. The North Pole is just water. Right. So if I wanted to hide out in a place where nobody could find me, it would be the North Pole. And the fact that people just died on their ships up there for like the first 200 years they tried to find the North Pole, it's possible the aliens just killed them. I mean, it is. They were on a boat, right. so they were on a boat in salt water. So, like, they had to bring all their own water and food and stuff. So, I mean, it's all—it's very conceivable that they could have died. Right. But that's also great plausible deniability for the aliens. They'd be like, did you, for about the first 400 years of North Pole exploration, did you guys just kill everybody that went up there? They'd be like, no, they ran out of water.
1: They ran out of it. We were just being cool. Isn't that what Dexter did at the end of Dexter? He ran away to the North Pole or some shit? I don't fucking remember.
0: I didn't watch that. I watched it. I watched
1: it and I was really bummed out at the last episode so I think I blocked it out. Did he go to the North Pole? He ran away to the North Pole or some shit? I don't fucking know.
0: Who was the guy in Dexter? Was that Matt Damon?
1: No, it was not Matt Damon. It
0: was some hunk.
1: (laughs) Some hunk, yeah. Yeah. He I don't I barely remember anything about that show now. I liked it when I watched it. I think the last episode just pissed me off so much that I just like blocked the whole thing out. He killed people, I remember that.
0: Well, you know, it it was a journey. I, you know, I sat, I watched one of those Eppies with you. It was fine. It's you know, you enjoy the journey, and <laughs> when you get to the end, the end of a show is never going to be good.
1: Yeah, I guess not. Never is if you like the show, and if you and if you don't like the show anymore, then obviously the last episode's going to suck.
0: They just get to the end, and then they have to come up with an ending for a show. But the entire premise for the show is the idea that. Things go on forever, and you just... On sitcoms, everything has to reset by the end of the episode, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Unless they're like, wow, we're going to do it bugged out style, and there's going to be irreversible changes to the (laughs) storyline.
1: Yeah, that's... You know what? I really like watching the X-Files sometimes, but, like, when they, like, kidnap Scully and do some shit with her or whatever, it, like, is always, like, I I can't get myself invested in it because I know she's going to make it through because it's Scully, and, like, she's not going to die in this episode.
0: There's like nine more seasons. After right, him. we're
1: in season three right now. I'm pretty sure she's not gonna. She's gonna be fine. <laughs> Let's see how she gets her way out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd do an episode about X Files sometime.
0: <laughs> if you're an X head and you'd like us to do an episode <laughs> about the X Files, drop into our topic suggestion channel on the discord patreon.com slash garbage university that's where you can tell us what to do natalie who told us to do this episode on the north pole
1: uh, is it, is it top? me i did <laughs> i was the one who invented this topic we were like oh no what are we gonna do and i said what about the north pole we did the south pole and now here we are baby um, and we we talked about how it's meaningless. We talked about how there's animals. Did you know that Santa Claus is from there?
0: Yes, that's the main North Pole fact.
1: Right. Did you know that Canada Post has assigned a postal code for the North Pole of H zero H zero H zero? So the postal code says ho ho ho. Do you know that? <laughs>
0: Canadian Santa Claus is just like ours, except he has a maple leaf on his bag of toys.
1: Right, right. (laughs) His
0: toys all cost 11% more. Right.
1: (laughs) There was actually some uh, old esoteric mythology of an area of the North Pole called Hyperborea, which is supposedly an otherworldly axis and the abode of God. And superhuman beings, and that is where they got the idea that Santa Claus would live there. Because they always loved to take that shit.
0: I think probably a lot of cultures had uh, ideas about the North Pole being a mystical place because nobody had ever gotten there. Right, right. And so it's very easy to be like, oh, the North Pole, you mean the land of giants? Right. (laughs) (laughs) There's an Emerald Mountain there.
1: Hyperborea. Sounds very exciting for just wet, frozen wet.
0: Yeah, do you want to eventually travel there in a hydrogen zeppelin before dying?
1: (laughs) So um, the guy who made the whole North Pole Santa Claus thing up was a guy named Thomas Nast in Harper's Weekly in the 1860s. Oh, yeah. And so he made reference to his address being in the north pole in some of his drawings and that was the end of it and there's a city in alaska called north pole also did you know that
0: yes it, but uh-huh. it's, in,
1: it's in alaska
0: it's in fairbanks
1: yeah and like how far is that from north pole it seems like kind of far away
0: it's pretty far fairbanks is kind of like inland in alaska mm-hmm. so it's not like on the anchorage is like on the coast in Juneau is, like, kind of south in Alaska. Fairbanks is, like, in a ways.
1: Right, right. But it's
0: not even in the top of Alaska, no.
1: Yeah. Um, allegedly, Bob Ross said that he lived in the North Pole for over a decade.
0: North Pole, Alaska, not the North Pole, right? <laughs>
1: Alaska. That
0: would be really funny if Bob Ross was...
1: <laughs> he just, like, floated around in a dinghy, like, in the middle of the Arctic Ocean. Well,
0: I was thinking it would be a lot funnier if bob ross was like totally sensible and positive and stuff but he just had one bit where he just compulsively lied about living
1: <laughs> places i should start doing that
0: <laughs> yeah you sh- yeah you should definitely turn into a pathological liar that would be great
1: it's just called spinning yarns man i'm like uh i'm like a american storyteller like a great Oral tradition of American folk tales, and I'll just bullshit for you.
0: And I think enough weird stuff happened to you already. You don't need to do that. Well,
1: I, I mean, I think that I do need to do that because if I, because like if I'm gonna be called out for bullshit, then I might as well just make it up.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody ever says that you're bullshitting. though. I don't think I've ever known anybody to tell you that you were bullshitting.
1: I always feel like people are going to think I'm bullshitting because I've had so many weird things happen to me in my life. That I feel like if I ever wrote an autobiography, people would think I made it up. <laughs> They're like, this is not real.
0: Yeah, well, none of your stories include an ending where everybody stands up and claps. Right,
1: No. yeah, they don't. They, no one ever stood up and clapped for me, I don't think, though. No. I
0: mean, that's that's how you can tell is that is that when you have a story about weird stuff happening, it's like, well, and then what was the moral? And you're like, no moral, guy on a motorcycle, head exploded. Right,
1: there's never a moral. No moral.
0: I saw it. I was there, a kid. His head exploded for all to see. I saw it, and I went back inside.
1: Right. Dust off your hands. (laughs) On to another day.
0: (laughs) Right, now i got to find a pencil and go to school. Right, right. (laughs) No moral.
1: Right. (laughs) There's no moral. No reasons. No nothing. Nothing ever came of anything.
0: That's how you can tell a story is real.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> Lack of satisfaction is, is a key to this, someone that's telling you the truth. No, nothing ever ends satisfactorily.
0: That's that's why that show, Unsolved Mysteries, is so great, but it's also <laughs> so frustrating. I swear to God, I'm so stupid, Natalie. <laughs> I, I love that show. They they tell you these stories they're so compelling it's like there's a hole in the roof and the man was missing and they found his crumpled body two stories down we obviously like fell down but like how did he get there what was going on and then i'm like fuck man this is they're gonna figure this out and then there's like 45 seconds left and they show somebody and they're like i guess some mysteries will never be solved then it goes if you know what happened to joe
1: right (laughs) Like you guys fucking been talking about it for an hour. You don't know. I sure as don't know.
0: Head to hashtag Solve This Mystery in the Unsolved Mysteries Discord and let <laughs> us know.
1: <laughs> uh, did you know that nobody owns the North Pole? Under international law, everybody um, has a little piece of it.
0: So it's segmented up like Antarctica.
1: Yeah, there's five surrounding Arctic countries. Russia, Canada, Norway, Denmark, and the United States. And they each have a 200 nautical mile exclusive economic zone off the coast of the North Pole. And the area beyond that is administrated by the International Seabed Authority, which definitely sounds like they're covering up aliens.
0: Okay, so nobody owns it. Yeah. So they have their own, they have a bunch of shit that's close to it, but they don't don't own it. See, if you were an alien, you would do the North Pole. People say there's the Pacific Ocean. There's all that shit happening off the coast of Mexico in the Pacific. There's Bermuda Triangle happening in the Atlantic. There's Atlantis out by the Atlantic. There's Doggerland in between the English, in, in between the British Isles and uh, Netherlands. Mm-hmm. But I would put my shit in the North Pole. There's barely any humans up there. Nobody wants to go up there. Mm-hmm. All the scientific experiments of cold shit is happening in Antarctica because they can build a permanent base there and they already have supply routes and shit like that happening. Mm -hmm. Raytheon runs that. They're an American military contractor, so the good old boys, the red, white, and blue, are making some money off it. Always. They ain't making any money off the North Pole, so there's no interest. So the aliens, down there.
1: Right, That's where they would park. That's where I would park. Did you know that there is a North Pole Marathon?
0: How? Well,
1: They will race around. It doesn't say where it is. It's probably close to the North Pole. But there's 500 people who have completed it to date. Uh, It costs $14,000 for you to join it. (laughs) Um, You get a t-shirt and a medal. But only if you finish. And you have to run 26 miles in extreme sub-zero temperatures. Which sounds great. Sounds like a really great way to spend $14,000.
0: People who run marathons... I mean, it's cool to do something athletic like that. And it's just you. You're competing against yourself, really. So that's kind of cool. But that I don't think I'd do it at the North Pole. I think by the time you've exhausted your hedonic treadmill to the point that you're going running at the North Pole, like just go ahead and move on to the next sport, man.
1: Right, right, right. So what did you learn today about the North Pole? It's this the pole that sticks right up at the top of the planet where you live
0: in. Well, (laughs) Natalie, when you consider all the places on Earth and let's say you were to take all the places and rank them, you know what I would say? The Um. North Pole? It's up there.
1: (laughs) Do you get it, please? (laughs) (laughs) It's up there.
0: (laughs) You know who else is up there, Natalie, if you were to rank... All the people, Corey Grella. She is top ten for sure, and everyone you, loves her. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you need to ask somebody. Uh, Cory Grella.
1: If you know that, since we are a universal consciousness, I am also Cory Grella.
0: That's one of the benefits of being. She also
1: is on this podcast because of the, she's also you.
0: Yeah, you know the being tied to everybody by these invisible threads of of energy and light just really makes it a lot easier to respect everybody else
1: like harlem township they are also part of the universal consciousness and i'm also everybody in harlem township
0: all the people in harlem township are linked By the same invisible psychic threads as all other members of humanity who exist now and have existed in the past and will exist in the future. Just a humble square in Delaware County, but it's inextricably linked to us.
1: Inextricably linked to every point in the entire universe, quantumly.
0: So does the universal (laughs) consciousness include plants? Yes. So it's... Turns out that it's just us that wants our fruits and vegetables to arrive safely to us.
1: And we we want to arrive freshly. I I want to arrive freshly, and I want to arrive to your home with no rot.
0: My fruit that I bear upon my bounteous branches (laughs) should arrive in the condition it was first plucked from me.
1: I'm an orange.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why... Hazel Technologies respects the global universal consciousness by keeping respiration rates low.
1: They respect the universal consciousness with international fruit shipping solutions.
0: And if you want to respect the international universal consciousness, (laughs) subscribe at patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. You're going to get the episodes that your universal consciousness has not perceived yet
1: did you know that if it's a universal consciousness then that means the alien we're aliens also we are also the aliens
0: so aliens listen to this show you should too thanks again for listening i love you we'll talk to you soon goodbye goodbye